Part One, Chapter Five of The Luggage of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Luggage of Life by Frank W. Borum. Part One, Chapter Five The Captain of the Ship. The unvarnished truth is that the skipper does not know everything. He sweeps the horizon with his glasses, but there are signs in the sky that elude his wary observation. He may quite easily be beaten at his own game. The seer in the cabin may decipher the language of the clouds more accurately than the bronzed and weather-beaten mariner on the quarter-deck. That was the mistake the centurion made. The centurion believed the master of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. It is a purely nautical matter. The captain of the ship predicts fair weather and urges an early clearance. Paul, the prisoner, and passenger foretold angry seas and advised remaining in shelter. The centurion believed the captain of the ship, but Paul was right. The captain was wrong, and the ship was lost. Sooner or later, all life resolves itself into a desperate struggle for human credence between Paul and the captain of the ship. The point is that the captain of the ship is the man who might be supposed to know. He is a specialist, and Paul sets over against his nautical erudition the unsatisfying words I perceive. It is a case of reason on the one hand and revelation on the other and the centurion pins his faith to the vigilant captain rather than to the visionary Paul. That is the exact point at which the world has always missed its way. That was the trouble at the very start. Could it be that to eat of the fruit of the tree would be to die? Was it reasonable upon the face of it? And Adam believed the captain of the ship. Later, Noah predicted a flood. Where were the phenomena to warrant such an alarming forecast? Did it appeal to common sense? And again the insistent voice of revelation was scouted. Visit the melancholy sites of Edom and Babylon, or Tyre and Sidon, of Sodom and Gomorrah, of Greece and Rome, and everywhere, on crumbling pillar and broken arch seeing eyes may discern these significant words deeply graven on the ruins that are splendid even in decay they believed the captain of the ship these magnificent empire builders of yesterday scouted the nebulous perceptions of the prophets and they fell national shipwreck always comes along that line it is wonderful how little the practical man really knows a gray-headed old theorist is tapping away with his geological hammer among the stones and strata on the hillside as he leaves he remarks casually that there is coal in the mountain the practical man smiles incredulously at the poor old fellow as he packs his hammers and glasses and specimens and strolls off home but a year or two later when the hillside is riddled with shafts, grimy with coal dust, and black with smoke, the practical man bites his lips in disgust at the failure to take the old dreamer's hint. The meteorologist 
shuts himself up in his laboratory among vials and chemicals presently he opens his door and gravely predicts a storm the masters of the craft down at the port smile knowingly and put to sea but when their ships are in the pitiless grip of the gale they grimly remember the forecast only the other day professor bellar director of the larbuck observatory warned miners of seismic unrest that seemed likely to liberate fire damp he was not taken very seriously and within a day or two all europe stood aghast at the horror of the lancashire colliery explosion paul generally knows what he's talking about it would be an appalling calamity if we were left at the mercy of the captain of the ship he may be true as steel and good as gold but as in the case under notice he makes mistakes those who are inclined like the centurion to trust the captain of the ship rather than those things that are spoken by paul will do well to consult a second captain there are more ships than one and the opinion of the second captain will diverge from that of the first doctors differ i have recently been reading the biographies of some of our greatest english judges and few things are more curious than the way in which two distinguished judges equally able and equally conscientious will hear the self-same evidence and listen to the self-same speeches and then arrive at diametrically opposite conclusions the same phenomenon is common in politics great and gifted men trained to wrestle with the problems of political economy developing by long experience all the instincts and functions of statesmanship will divide sharply and oppose each other hotly on the most simple issues clearly the captain of the ship is unreliable in a world like this on which so many worlds depend it would be the climax of misfortune if the captain of the ship had it all his own way there are visions perceptions revelations god speaks from without he speaks plainly so that wayfaring men may not err paul rises and says grandly sirs i perceive and that centurion is foolish indeed who believes the captain of the ship more than those things that are spoken by paul the dusty and travel-stained pilgrims of eternity would be of all men most miserable if amidst the babble of many advisers no clear guidance had reached them from the haven of their desire happily the lord of the pilgrims does not leave his christians and hopefuls to find the way to the celestial city as best they may there are the things spoken by paul yet it must be admitted that there is a certain glamour and fascination about the captain of the ship it is restful to believe him rather than to venture everything upon the verdict of a visionary in one of the biographies to which we have referred an interesting situation occurs it is in the life of sir henry hawkins baron brampton at the very climax of his fame as a judge accustomed every day to weighing conflicting evidence and deciding between opposing claims 
the great judge gave himself to the study of religion and as a result he joined the roman church newman's apologia is a similar case how can these conversions be explained the answer is obvious considered from the strictly judicial point of view of hawkins or from the coldly intellectual standpoint of newman their decisions are perfectly intelligible they simply believe the captain of the ship in the roman church they find a commander a head a pope he speaks plainly he is invested with the glamour of authority and his decisions are final he is the captain of the ship but there are other voices that do not yield to such icily critical investigation they are subtle silent spiritual but they satisfy and lead to safety the centurion believed the captain of the ship more than those things which were spoken by paul that is exactly what moving along purely logical and coldly intellectual lines hawkins and newman would have done but when all is said and done paul is right a leading english minister the other day drew aside the veil of squalor and filth and revealed to an eminent scientist the raw material on which he worked the very refuse and wreckage of society is there any hope for these people he asked the old professor took his time and answered sagely pathologically speaking there is none just so that is the verdict of the captain of the ship but paul cries sirs i perceive and tells a vastly different tale and which is right ask your ministers ask your city missionaries ask general booth or if you suspect these of bias consult the works of professor william james the eminent psychologist or Ryder haggard the eminent novelist professor james in his masterpiece confessed that in ways altogether beyond psychological explanation the activities of the church have again and again made bad men good spiritual energies have wrought the most amazing moral transformations and still more recently Ryder haggard raises his hat in reverence before the astonishing phenomenon of conversion as he has seen it for himself in his investigations of the work of the salvation army there can be no doubt about it the unseen world is the triumphant world the spiritual is after all the sane and the safe the only way of avoiding shipwreck in church and in state is clearly to pay good heed to the things spoken by paul end of part one chapter five recording by john brandon